0: These people don't give shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving them the business, business the business. business. Don't mess up.
1: (laughs) Unique New York. Unique New York. (laughs) How now, brown cow? All right. Week two college football action fell upon us last week, and the sunshine shined on the Sun Belt, and many teams met their end of the college football season in week one. Is that fair to say? Probably not, but it was a shaky start, it was a shaky start for most of these uh most of these teams that expected a walkthrough game in their first game. What do you say, Joey?
0: Yeah, I'm in for canceling the season. Cancel cancel
1: canceling. Coronavirus the- is
0: serious. The Big Ten was right.
1: We shouldn't be here. <laughs> it was serious. <laughs> We're in the matrix. And and uh James Blackman, apparently. Still still what we thought of him. Although We'll, we'll go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off for you. We'll go ahead and start there. You are at the game. He's our FSU correspondent, Joey Clark. Give us, give us the, low, the in-depth details uh, while you drink your sorrow whiskey.
0: I don't drink whiskey. I drink tequila. Um, I mean, it's pretty simple. I've been saying it on this podcast for two years-ish now. Uh, James Blackham stinks. He stinks. What, 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 what do I always say about James Blackman, Robert? He stinks. That's what you say. And, and you know what? It just proves to the arrogance of college coaches. Every single college coach, no matter who they are, no matter what team you root for, they're all arrogant. Mike Norvell has two and a half years of tape of James Blackman. Of oh, James Blackman stinking. And he says, nope, I got it. I got it. I'll fix him. He's going to work. I can win football games with him. Here's the thing. He can't. Cannot win football games with James Blackman as your quarterback. He's bad. He's not very good. He Here's the tape. Watch it. He's good when they script plays. At the beginning of the games, he's good. He did it in this game. First two drives are good. First drive, he drove it on the field, scored a touchdown. As soon as you get off that script, he cannot do anything. At yeah, all, they get up to a 10-0 lead.
1: They get up to a 10-0 lead, and then we see a major drop-off.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just – at this point – I mean, all I hear about, oh, he's such a great leader. He's a good kid. He's a hard worker. Well, if that's what a good kid, great leader, and hard worker is, I don't want him on my team. Get him off. Get all the good leaders. (laughs) He probably has a great family, too. Really smart. Good people, the Blackmans. Guess what? He stinks at football. He's not good at football. So get him out of there. He wasn't the only problem. Terry dropped a pass. Warren Thompson. Terry dropped died. a Terry dropped touchdown. a major pass that could have set up a touchdown or it could have been a touchdown. Uh, it was only a touchdown. Terry would have caught that and he would have bur- put the burners on. Warren Thompson catch dropped two big passes. All we heard about in practice was how awesome that kid was. He stinks. He causes problems off the field. Kick him off the team with Blackman. I don't like. I'm, I'm over them. We. I, I don't care if you put in a true freshman. The true freshman stinks. Because that true freshman could end up being good. You know who's not going to end up being good? James Blackman. And he's probably going to trot out there against Miami. And I just – he, he – James Blackman has sucked the fun out of football for me. He really has. And he came to this team in 2017. 2016, guess what? We were a 10-win team. I think we might have been an 11-win team. We went to the Orange Bowl. We won the Orange Bowl. We beat Michigan. And guess who trots on the field in 2017? James Blackman. We're 0-4 in our last four uh, openers. Guess who's been on the team for all four of those openers? James Blackman. Kick him off the team.
1: Yeah, I, I want to say FSU didn't take advantage early when they had the momentum on their side. And, um, and you know, it's very disappointing because Georgia Tech has, has a freshman quarterback, which on ESPN and uh, some of these media outlets became kind of the, the – star of the show if you will but really he threw a couple bad bad interceptions he was under pressure and threw it right to a couple florida state defenders asante samuel i think got two picks so Mm -hmm. yeah i i wasn't impressed at all with georgia tech i wasn't impressed at all with florida state but i saw glimpses of light i just think james blackman was a little bit he was a little scared in the pocket and uh terry with a couple drops big time
0: And I'll say this about Jeff Sims. Uh, Jeff Sims was actually committed to FSU and Michael Norvell told him, uh, basically, you don't fit our system. Uh, Well, you you fucked up there, Mike, and we'll let you know that. Uh, Second off, he threw two picks early and he really settled in. And uh, what does that say about this defense that was supposed to be so good? The defensive line didn't get pressure on anybody. The only time they got pressure is when they blitzed. And they played super soft when they were supposed to be an aggressive playing defense. Um, And that's what let Georgia Tech get those two touchdowns in the second half. And, win the game. So uh, it wasn't all on James Black When the defense, you know, they allowed 16 points. They allowed over 400 yards to a true freshman quarterback. Mm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: It's odd because whenever you block two field goals and an extra point, normally you read that, you know, you read that stat and you're like, Oh, they must've won the game because they performed on special teams. Uh, So that, that was the little shining light there, you know, uh, good special teams played by Florida state. But uh, I think, I think you've had enough. We'll move on. Um, I think you're glad to vent vent a little bit on that um so north carolina versus syracuse north carolina um handled syracuse pretty well um javante williams had three touchdowns in the fourth quarter three rushing touchdowns to kind of put the game away there other than that sam howell passed for 295 yards so good on him another florida state miss out there Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that was a Willie Taggart uh, move uh no north carolina they're gonna be good I mean, I don't think Syracuse is at all. So, I don't, we don't know how like, much of a telling point this win was. But uh, yeah, I think, um, I think North Carolina is going to be fine. They handle business. That's more than you can say for a lot of the other teams.
1: Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to tell in any of these, uh, you know, first, second week games with all the sloppy play to, to say that this team's going to be the end product. You know, I, I just don't know. But I do think North Carolina is going to be all right can't wait for that Clemson game. Uh, they, they definitely want some revenge, but that's going to be at Death Valley. I don't know how much it matters without a crowd, but we're definitely I hope we see a close game there. But Clemson looked good. We'll talk about Clemson here, um, tearing apart Wake Forest. They looked like the same old Clemson, Trevor Lawrence running, throwing for touchdowns. Just, uh, you know, I barely even watched the game because I, I knew I knew how it was going to go. Yeah, I didn't
0: watch the game at all. I, turned, I checked the score, and I got back from the FSU game because it had a couple rain delays, so we were a little bit late uh, getting back, and Clemson was up 17-3, to three and I said, "Now nah, I'm going to watch the basketball game. <laughs> right. And, and
1: moving on from the ACC, the Sun Belt. Just...
0: Hey, you're not going to talk about
1: Miami? Oh, I guess we can talk about Miami. We talked about Miami uh, on the last podcast that's oh sorry they they handled uab um yeah we didn't get your thoughts on miami
0: so go ahead what do you what do you think about d king uh i wasn't that impressed um i mean he's gonna run all over fsu because they can't stop a running quarterback but the passing leader in this game was uab's quarterback and he threw for 150 yards so you know i wasn't very impressed with miami um i they had a lot of opt-outs so i'll give them the benefit of the doubt there i just you know i don't see them finishing any better than fourth or fifth in the acc after this game maybe they Maybe that changes. Maybe De'Aaron King gets better, but it might just be a better conference, and he's he's not going to be able to do what he did at Houston.
1: You know, I want to give UAB some credit, and I I think um, I think I'll give De'Aaron King some credit, but I'm kind of with you right now. I think Miami should have done a lot better, especially from all the hype I've been hearing from Miami fans over this over this uh, summer and off season. Um, I don't care. UAB had a game. They already played. They looked good in that game, too. They won. But you're Miami, and you got one of the best quarterbacks in the country, um, and he did good. I think D.R. King did, did well um, for the first game, and I think we'll keep an eye on him, but I definitely wanted to see more out of Miami. But I thought he was a good running back. He's a good yeah. running back. Oh, that's the old Tebow line, man. I think, I think the Miami fans will be happy with this win, though, given that they lost to Louisiana Tech, and then they lost to another small school last year. So, you mm-hmm. know, I think a win is a win in the Hurricanes books this year. They handled business. They handled business. All right. Um, now, my favorite part of this show every week, the Sun Belt show out. The raging Cajuns tore the cornfields of Iowa State up, and the Cyclones (laughs) experienced their own tornado. 31-14, special teams was huge here. Um, Just sloppy play. Uh, Brock Purdy uh, took a couple sacks in the pocket. He held the ball longer than he should have some plays. Um, There was a lot of drops by Iowa State wide receivers in critical situations. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I think Chris Smith took the first 95-yard punt or kick return back, and then Eric Guerin took an 83-yard uh, punt return back. That was huge. That swung the momentum. And also, Louisiana, was they, they weren't a slacking team. Like, there are some teams in the Sun Belt this year that if you don't prepare for them, if you're overlooking them, they'll give you a good game, and they can even beat you. So be watching yeah. out this year especially with all the opt-outs and everything going on. Sunbelt could have a lot of upsets
0: yeah uh it's a good thing i was not on this podcast last week because i would have been hyping up iowa state big time i love brock purdy um disappointing he know, less than 50 percent completed passes that's not good especially is he a senior this year but he's he seems, seems like one of those guys it's been there forever um, let's see let's see let's see i can get that answer for you keep going. uh but while you're doing that i mean i uh louisiana uh the racing gauges they um they had three touchdowns of over 75 yards that's you know that's pretty good um that swings the, the momentum of the game uh so I, you know what I think Iowa State's gonna be fine I just kind of believe in this team and I believe in their coach but um yeah like I said not everybody handled their business and Iowa State did not.
1: Brock Purry's a junior but it to, to me it's like you outperformed your freshman in sophomore year, you know, you're the, guy, you're the leader of the team and you gotta, you gotta step up, but also guys around him have to do, have to do something to help him out. They gotta catch the ball in those kind of situations where, where he needs them to. Um, but Louisiana, um, take no credit from, take no credit away from Louisiana. They played amazing, uh, Traveled into a Power Five school and got the job done there. Um, mm-hmm. Iowa State, some uh, college football pundits had him ranked number six, which was way too high for me. But I <laughs> I would have had him pretty high if I would have yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, I would have had him high. I wouldn't have had him at six. <clears throat> but yeah. So good job, Louisiana. Um, you get a. you get a we can't do helmet stickers because that's real copywriting, but whatever we're gonna figure out something. Um, I'll give you my kombucha. I don't know. I have I'll no give him idea. A shot tequila. You, get, you get a shot of tequila. The Raging Cajuns get a shot of tequila. Or Moonshine, whatever the Raging Cajuns drink. All right. Um, the next Sunbelt upset, Kansas State, who mind you upset Oklahoma last year. A playoff team falls to Arkansas State. Another game that was uh very exciting to watch. I, I caught I caught some of the highlights of it, and I caught glimpses of the game as it was happening live. But Arkansas State had, I think, uh, no, no. Let me see. I got it written down here. So Jonathan Adams uh, Jr. had three touchdown passes, um, one which was a game winner. Um, twenty-one uh, unanswered points. They came back for when they were down twenty-one to seven. They had a double pass for a 48-yard touchdown and a fake punt in the fourth quarter that set up a, a um, double reverse touchdown. This is exciting. Football. I miss that. Yeah. This is, I'm going to go back and when my girlfriend's asleep, today, I'm going to turn on Arkansas State versus Kansas State and play it very quietly.
0: <laughs> yeah I didn't watch this game I'm um, looking at the stats now I mean I, I wasn't a big believer in Kansas State Kansas State they're just a big blah blah whatever you want to say it blah <laughs> team to me um they they had that one year where they had Klein or whatever the hell his name was the quarterback and you know what I it's not an upset to me even though it is an upset I would I don't expect Kansas State to win much of anything like I it was the opposite of how I felt about Iowa State, so. Wow.
1: All right. And the last <laughs> upset we've got to go over is uh, Coastal Carolina. Where are my dogs at? I need some dogs. <laughs> I need some dogs. Um, they take down Kansas, which kind of like you say, it's it's uh, not really a huge upset, but it's still surprising. Um, so Grayson McCall, keep his name uh, in, your, in your mind. He's not going to be a household name, I don't think, but... Um, he he threw for three touchdown passes and ran for two. So this guy was straight Cam Newton, Tim Tebow mode last night. Um, and Les Miles couldn't stop him. Uh, and the kind of – so I watched the highlights of this game as well. Kansas is trailing in the third quarter by a couple or a few touchdowns. And they took up uh, two, two-thirds or maybe – maybe three fourths of the third quarter with one one drive. Mm-hmm. That is too conservative if you're down. And that's like to me, that's too conservative when you're down um to a team uh are a power five school and they're not and they got the momentum and you're at home. You've got to you gotta throw a deep ball, you gotta do something to get mm-hmm. get get your players excited because because if you're taking up all that clock, they're going to take up the clock whenever they get the ball back, and then you're not going to have an opportunity to score. So I think that's what a lot of LSU fans were saying for a long time about Les Miles. And I, I definitely did not like the play calling there in the third quarter.
0: Yeah, I, um, this, I did watch this game. It was – I think it was the only game on when I got back from the uh, – besides the Clemson game when I got back from the FSU game. Uh, Coastal Carolina just looked like a better team to me. Um, I think, you know, Les Miles is kind of getting exposed. Okay, You know, it was, I think it's his second year at Kansas, so, you know, we'll give him some time. Kansas isn't at school that you turn around quick. Um, but, you know, I mean, the, I think the bigger conversation is the Les Miles conversation right now. It's like how, how good of a coach actually is he? Because, like I said, Coastal Carolina was the better team in this game by a large margin. And, you know, was his success at LSU just based on what Nick Saban left was it based on the school name recognition? And man, Michigan fans must be really happy that they didn't uh, pull the trigger on pulling him right now. I mean, Harbaugh is not that much better, but less miles. I don't know. I, I don't. Not a big believer in him. And I'm thinking uh, he might have been lucky at LSU with the hand he was dealt. I think I'd take
1: Harbaugh over less miles right now, but they just can't beat Ohio State. That's that's why Michigan fans are upset because they haven't beat Ohio State in like a decade. So that's yeah. I yeah and.
0: I hope I hope they lose again.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: Michigan's uh, the one holding up the Big Ten right now, what it sounds like? Yeah, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm done talking about
1: the Big Ten, really? Like come at least decide if you're going to vote or not, you know I Yeah know.
0: I didn't know if we were going to talk about this or not, but I don't think the Big Ten's playing, and I'm going to just have that assumption until they tell do something different. Like you said, I'm done talking about them. Well,
1: at least, like, I heard someone say it today, and it made a lot of sense to me uh, on a podcast I was listening to, it, at least let people know if you are or are not having the
0: vote, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't like, know if I've said this on this podcast or not. Uh, Kevin Ware, the guy who's – I think that's his name, the Big Ten commissioner. Did you know his son play, is playing on Texas A&M, and he didn't opt out this season? He's literally playing football when his dad's the, pretty much the one, the driving force behind – the Big Ten not playing football? Man, um, you know, I don't know if his son has any influence on him or anything, but that's
1: that's something. I did not know that. That's, that that's... seems like
0: the biggest hypocritical move in the world. But I guess he's an 18, over an 18-year-old over the age of 18, and uh, his dad doesn't control him. But still, you would think that it's a bad look when you're behind all these kids not playing and your son is out there playing. It's, it's, it's going to be even more of a bad look if he's at any of the games. Oh, if, that
1: would be hilarious. So, yeah, what happens then? Oh, my – this is huge. I, they, whenever I uh, post the clips for this podcast, that's going to be the clip for this week because that is crazy news. But yeah, let's, let's move on. Um, the Big Ten aren't thinking about football, so we won't think about them. Um, Notre Dame, top ten team, uh, host Duke. And Ian Book threw for 263 yards, but the big story, the main standout player here, was Kyron Williams to me. Um, he rushed for 112 yards uh, and had two receptions for 93 yards. One of those was a 75-yard screen uh, screen reception. So, so Notre Dame took a little while to get going, but once they did, they looked like a pretty good, pretty good Notre Dame football team. Duke um, Chase Bryce. I thought he was playing good at first. Um, he looked good to yeah. me. Um, the main thing I took away from the Notre Dame game, though, was the crowd. Um, I don't know if they fudged the numbers, but that shit didn't look like they were social, social dins- distancing at all. They they, uh, they were spread out a little bit, but it actually sounded like there was a crowd there, and it made me so happy to watch that. So um, yeah. we had a, little, a little bit surprised. of a crowd there.
0: I was, yeah. The FSU game was looked like at least from I saw scene, too. there are a lot of people, but um, uh, yeah, they 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 were. I will say that they were taking people. They looked like they were in the wrong seats and moving them back to their actual seats. Mm. Uh so that was good. But no, not a damn person was wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah,
1: I looked in the but, crowd. Like the camera would go to the crowd, and I saw like chin chin strap masks, no mask. Everyone's having fun. So,
0: no one was even wearing it inside the stadium. So, hopefully, yeah. no one gets the coronavirus, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll, <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll check those. We'll, we'll report the numbers for you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, but uh,
0: whatever. Give it to me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Notre Dame Duke. Uh, yeah. I chase Bryce. Uh, I like him. I liked him when he was at Clemson. Um, obviously, he just was never on the field with uh, old Trevor Lawrence. But, um, Yeah, you know, uh, I was a little surprised. I thought Notre Dame was going to blow Duke out of the water, really. Um, And maybe it's a sign of things to come. You know, Notre Dame usually gets away with only playing two or three marquee games a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe, you know, that they're playing an actual conference schedule this year. Maybe they get exposed a little bit more than usual because they're playing, it's going to be a little bit tougher than before. Um, We'll see. It's going to be one of the interesting things about Notre Dame and the ACC. And if they do get exposed a little bit, does that stop them from maybe potentially joining the conference full time? You never know. Um, so yeah, like I said, I thought Notre Dame was going to win by a lot, a lot larger margin, but maybe, you know, maybe chase price and Duke is a little better than we thought, you know, we'll have to see.
1: Yeah. We'll have to see if maybe, maybe Duke was an all right football team. Maybe Notre Dame had the first, first week jitters, the sloppiness like we see in a lot of teams, uh, or maybe, maybe, um, they're a little bit overrated. We don't. I don't think we know yet. I think we're gonna have to see, and we'll mm. get to that hopefully next week. I forgot who they play, but we're, we're getting there. Um, mm-hmm. So we talked about all those. Uh, we'll go through these last ones real fast because that's what we got to do. Oklahoma debut of uh, Spencer Rattler. He absolutely destroyed. Um, I'm not even gonna say their name. I know who it is, but I'm not going to say it. I'm starting this thing. If you get shut out, you, we're not going to say your name on the podcast.
0: So, well, have you seen their abbreviation? It's most. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go it's, ahead. Fu-
1: it's really funny when you had the least. But, uh, uh, yeah, so 14 but 14 for 17 for 290 yards and four tutties. Um, he passed to – His name's Rambo. His last name's Rambo. I don't know his first name, but two touchdowns, four receptions for 80 yards. So Spencer Rattler looks like he's taking the wheel of what is the Lincoln-Riley Oklahoma offense's uh, just well-oiled machine here. So Oklahoma looking scary already. Same with Texas. Texas looking scary. Sam Ellinger puts up 426 passing yards. Um, They're running back. Moore, I think it was more, looked, looked outrageously good as well. I think he was a transfer from, uh, I forgot who, University. And yeah, Texas looks good too. In fact, Texas looks so good. I think I'm going to swap them um, with Notre Dame uh, in my top 10 from last week. So if you tuned in last week and you know my top 10, I'm swapping Notre Dame and Texas. Notre Dame goes from 6 to 10. Texas goes from 10 to 6.
0: Uh, you're talking about their wide receiver, Joshua Moore. Oh, I just looked it up. Oh, ah, okay. It, yeah, he had 127 yards, which is awesome. Uh, no, both those teams, I, um, that's one a team. a running back transfer, too. Um, let's see. Is it, they're rushing later. Yeah. He, he only, had only had 44 yards, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I um, both those teams, if I would have been on the podcast last week, I, I, I would have been wrong in Iowa State. Would have been right on Texas. I loved Texas last year. Um, I – was not quite correct on that pick, but um, Sam Ellinger, uh, I feel like he's he's like Purdy, he's been there forever, man. He's got to be a seventh year senior or something like that. And he was UTEP, so how much do you read into it? I don't know, but I think Texas can be good. Um, and I think that really, I think they're my favorite to win the uh Big Ten. But the thing with Oklahoma, and what's interesting is Spencer Rowler, he's a freshman, right? Yeah, when's the he's last a, time? He's a
1: redshirt freshman.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we haven't seen a quarterback really in Lincoln Riley's system for like they're all been transfers. Baker was mm-hmm. a transfer. Kyler Murray was a transfer. They they all they it wasn't their first year of the program they started. But I mean, imagine. I think this kid's gonna be awesome. Obviously, he had a good game. Imagine what happens when he's, um, what do you call it, when he's a redshirt junior before, he, or I guess he might only have two years because he might be so good. Mm-hmm but give him three years in the offense, let him go and see what happens.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward
0: to the red river
1: rivalry. I hope it, uh, doesn't get postponed or anything, you know, knock on wood that that's going to be one of the games of the year. I think, uh, it's all, it
0: always is every, it year. always
1: is. So yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right. I mean, other than that, um, Louisville did good against a, a strong Western Kentucky team. I think Western Kentucky is better than people give them credit for Louisville got the job done there. And also I want to give a shout out, a quick shout out to Pittsburgh, um, shutting out. Can't say their names cause they shut them out. Pittsburgh looking good. And I think might cause a few upsets in the ACC this year. Let's move on to this week, week three, college football action. Um, We've got some postponements, Houston postponed Memphis, but they rescheduled with um mama mama mia la, la 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 fuck, I couldn't find it
0: couldn't yeah, find i got it. I got nothing for you
1: Baylor, they're playing Baylor, sorry, that's who it was. all right, anyway, so are you got we can just go down go down the uh schedule here i I think you're probably looking at the same thing I'm looking at yep, all right. Uh, Oklahoma State gets Tulsa. I think Oklahoma State gets a job done there. Um, mm-hmm. ho- hopefully, hopefully, Oklahoma State's been hyped up. Um, you know, that's all I can say after last after watching the games last week.
0: Uh, yeah, I got nothing. That
1: <laughs> I think Pittsburgh takes care of Syracuse. Um, Navy at Tulane. I got. I don't know if the spread lane. is.
0: I was gonna say I don't know if the spread is on like Pittsburgh Syracuse game, but if it's anything. Around twenty, take Pittsburgh. I think they're going to blow them out.
1: I, I think I think they're going to blow them out as well, and that's just for me watching the two games last week. I got Tulane um, taking care of Navy because Navy looks so bad, so bad against BYU. Well, they the don't opener. they don't practice tackling, so yeah,
0: take yeah. Tulane.
1: I mean, a lot of these teams aren't practice tackling. Maybe they get one or two in, but you still got to have those fundamentals, right? You didn't hear that
0: story about Navy? They didn't do it all offseason season at all. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, no.
1: I heard yeah, I heard it. I just, you know, because, I, I, like I could I could see doing that because you're already missing guys for COVID and stuff, so you don't, you want to limit injuries, but you gotta you gotta make sure you're game ready. And I think I don't
0: know I don't know how you play a season without tackling in the off season. Yeah. It doesn't I, make sense. I think it's one of those things where
1: they were being extra cautious and it, it came around and bit them in the arse. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Duke takes care of Boston college. Um, I know Boston college coming in should have a strong rush game, but I liked what I saw from Duke. They're at home and I hope they take care of Boston college. I got Baylor taking care of Houston and a bit of an upset. I got Marshall taking care of Appalachia state. Oh, that's a dumb pick. What do you think about that?
0: I think App State's good, man. I think I got a good, decent quarterback, and I think uh, I think they're going to take care of Marshall. I think App State's a little bit of a sleeper team that might get up into the top ten, make a make the um, what do you call it the uh, top ten? Yeah, I, I mean, there's always this uh, what do you call it a sleeper team, and with less teams playing this year, they can make their way up there for sure. You're saying
1: Appalachian State, the fucking Boone Poon Mountaineers are going to be in the top. Listen, 10 this year. if they could
0: play Michigan every week, they would be at the top ten. But okay. whatever, no, I'm. T- I, I, I like. I've watched them say this year a lot. They're going to be that uh, group of five team that makes a run. Well, I'm
1: calling the upset this week. Um, Dallas Baker, an old uh, Gator head coach or Gator wide receiver, uh, oh, national championship there it team. Is. Well, there they were throwing they were throwing the ball around, and the wide receivers were catching that thing like Randy Moss back in Marshall one in day. So we'll see about that. Um, USF travels to Notre Dame. So Notre Dame gets a little taste of Florida. Um, who do you got there?
0: Uh, Notre Dame should win that game. If they don't, then they really have a problem. I got
1: Notre Dame winning that game um, as well. UCF travels to Georgia Tech. I'm going to go ahead and take UCF in that game. Uh, Georgia Tech coming off that FSU high is going to learn quickly that there are other teams in the state of Florida.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um Unless Jeff Sims uh, just shakes everything off and he's really good, they're not going to beat UCF. I think it was they, it was less about Georgia Tech on Saturday and more about how bad FSU is.
1: I think UCF's ready to play. They've had two games postponed, and uh, they're ready to get, get the ball rolling.
0: All mm-hmm. right.
1: Clemson takes care of Citadel. Um, yep. Miami at Louisville looks to be probably the biggest game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it has to be, right?
1: Yeah, and I uh, prime
0: time. Uh, yeah, I am definitely gonna be watching this game. Love Louisville in this game. I think Miami might be favored. I'm gonna. I don't bet week one because I you don't know, have no idea what teams are gonna look like. I'm gonna be betting this game. We got Louisville. I'm betting their money line. I assume Miami's gonna be favored even though it's at Louisville because I don't think Louisville's having fans. Um, so I, I love it. I love Scott Satterfield. I think he's a very good coach, and he's gonna have Louisville rolling here. All right, so
1: um, we haven't done the spread all day today because all these games are kind of small, and and we here it looks like on the matchup predictor on ESPN, Louisville's favorite seventy six point seven percent, and the spread is minus two and a half for Louisville.
0: Really, I'm still taking them.
1: Yeah, so minus two and a half, um, over under is not there yet.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm still taking Louisville. I think they're going to win by like ten. Um, it might be Miami might be exposed early this year. Usually, Miami is still that team that comes out hot and everyone's pumping them up, and they're really good, and then they get exposed. Um, I don't. I just I I, I think Louisville's going to be a solid team. They've had a, a couple rough years. You know, they how they lost to Louis, Willie Taggart last year <laughs> and James. No, oh, they lost to Alex Hornibrook. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, I think. Um, I think Scott Satterfield is going to get them rolling. I think they're going to beat Miami. Um, so. All right. I'll, I'll roll with you this
1: week. Um, I didn't like what I saw out of Miami against UAB too much. I wasn't very impressed, although I did see glimpses of greatness from De'Aaron King. Um, I think UAB torched their secondary and their linebackers. And I think uh, looking at Cunningham, looks like the quarterback for Louisville. He looks good Um, for three touchdown passes and just one interception last week for 343 yards. So I'll take Louisville with you, and um, I'll probably bet, uh, depending on what the over-under is, I'd
0: probably go with the under in the game. I think it's going to be a high over-under. A high-scoring game? No, no, no. I think the over-under might be high, but apparently I'm wrong on that because I don't even know who's favored. But I think it, it will be under two. I'm with you. All right. Well,
1: we'll see closer to the game time comes and maybe we'll tweet it out and be looking for that. But yeah. Louisville. Um, I guess I'll make that the lock of the week because there's no other games really to to put that. Actually, no, I take that back. That's not my lock of the week. I'll give my lock of the week. It's not on this
0: game. It's going to be. My... Go ahead. No, 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 no. I thought you were going to pause for a second. Uh, no, I'm, I'm Pittsburgh's my lock of the week. Uh, what? What? I don't know what the spread is. Whatever it is, lock of the week, Pittsburgh.
1: Pittsburgh is playing. Is this week two? I'm looking at. Is this
0: week? Two? Yeah. No. Pittsburgh's playing Syracuse. Syracuse. I don't know what the. I don't know what the spread is on that game. Is what I'm saying, but. Uh, That's a solid lock. Um, oh, it's minus twenty-two. So, like I said, around twenty. I, I say they cover that. I like that lock. Oh man,
1: I guess. I guess I can't. I was going to make BYU and Army my lock, but that is postponed, as is uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech. So okay. two games postponed.
0: Uh, I was going to say this till the end, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it now because you said their name. Fuck Virginia Tech. Did you see what they did? No. Virginia Tech had to postpone their game. So they went and leaked documents that said, oh, well, the ACC has, has to cancel its season or postpone its season if only eight teams can play. I did Vicks, hear about that. I did hear about that. You're the ones who have the problem. Don't bring your problems over to us. You figure your shit out and then get back to playing football.
1: All right? That's right. Like, I didn't know they leaked the documents, but I saw there was some sort of talk about, about um, maybe some teams, you know,
0: not holding out just to force the ACC not to play. Yeah, fuck Virginia Tech. We'll kick your ass out of the conference. What have you done for us? You had, like, four years where you were actually good when you had Tyrod Taylor. Now you suck. Now you're not very good anymore. You're average. Get out of here. You don't do anything in basketball. You don't do anything in baseball. You bring nothing to the conference. Go fuck yourself if you're going to try to hold up this conference.
1: Yeah, go back to the Big East. Yeah. Oh, wait. There isn't one, you know? Mhm. them. I think they just didn't want to get shellacked by Virginia. That's really the case.
0: Uh, Virginia's not very good this year.
1: <laughs> and Bryce Perkins coming back, right? So I mean, they might they might still have some some offensive power, and they beat them last year. So is
0: Bryce Perkins coming back? I believe so. That's something to look up because I'm, I'm, so sure. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up.
1: Yeah, Bryce Perkins coming back, passing week. Oh, okay. Okay. I was wrong. We shall see. We shall see how, how Virginia does. I got my eye on Virginia, too, if um, they play some football and hopefully don't follow suit with their rivals. But yeah, I guess I'll make Louisville my lock of the week. That's, that's a sad lock. It's a sad, sad lock.
0: Why don't you do Clemson over Citadel money line? That's a sad lock. I'm going to make my second lock, Clemson over Citadel, money line.
1: You know what? I'll follow you. I'm only going one lock this <laughs> week. This is this is dumb.
0: I don't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, next week's really when it's going to get down.
1: Now, when you say money line, explain that to folks like myself who might not know what exactly? Which stat stat box are you talking about in Vegas here? Okay,
0: so we understand the spread where mm-hmm. you teams either gives up points or gets points. So money line is you're betting the team to win or lose. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So like if if, if there's no spread and it's zero zero, then the money line would be plus one hundred. Plus one hundred means if I bet a hundred, I win a hundred. So Clemson, for example, in this game. I would say their money line is probably 1500 Meaning, if you bet $1,500 on Clemson, you would win $100. But if hmm. Citadel's probably 2000 where if you bet $100 on Citadel, you would win $2,000. Hmm. So that's what money line is taking them straight out right to win. But you have to, if you're paying, if you're doing it on the favorite, you're not going to, you're going to, Hey, you're going to lose some money, or if you want to bet, like if they're minus 150 and you bet $150, dollars you won win 100 It's called juice. That's what it's called, is juice. Mm-hmm. The, the $50 you pay extra to get the favorite is called juice.
1: It makes it a sense. You make it a sense, I tell you that much. Yeah. yeah. Um, riskiest lock of the whole century, I'll go with Clemson money line.
0: Alright, cool.
1: I guess I'll take a <laughs> secondary lock. I I, I can't just I can't just squeak by. Like that. <laughs> we can't just squeak by on this show. We don't. We don't do that here. We'll start uh-huh. keeping track of the locks next week when real football starts. All right. So, um, I'll go money line. Oklahoma State. Okay. I mean, because no. that's still, still a dumb so- lock. you think that's still a dumb luck because it's the first week, and I've seen last. I'm nervous because last week. I mean, Oklahoma's uh, favored by 22 points, 22 you know, and a half points. I, I pushed them super hard. I'll go, I'll go cancel the Oklahoma State lock. We got to get our locks figured out, people. I'm sorry if you're listening and you're like, this guy can't get, decide on his locks. You know what? I don't care. Uh, we got to we, we gotta have some quality locks. Otherwise, you're going to break loose. You're going to break loose from the show, you're going to go to Barstool or somewhere else to watch your shit. So we can't have that. you got to stay here at College Football Extravaganza. That's what we
0: need. So, yeah, we got, We got to figure out lock rules. If it's mm-hmm. an even game, you can definitely do just straight up. But if you're betting a big – if you're doing a big game, you got to take spread. I think
1: it's prison lock rules. We're playing prison lock rules where basically if you lose, you owe each other cigarettes for at least a month or something like that. Fair enough. Right. You can always take, a, to take an underdog money line
0: as a lock. I think so, that's fair.
1: I'll take the underdog money line on Marshall. Um, it looks like the okay. matchup predictor has Appalachia State 52% and Marshall 47 So it's kind of close. It's almost 50 50. And uh, Marshall is a plus three and a half underdog. So there you go. Lock me up. Throw away the key. I'm in for Marshall.
0: Oh, Pittsburgh minus 22.
1: I think that's a good lock. It's quality lock. You're not going to take any more risky locks. You're not going to take any risky locks. This is a free week. You're getting a free week. We're not even going to count them until, mm-hmm. until next week. I just
0: know, everybody, I will be betting my locks. So,
1: All right. Um, I'm not going to keep you much longer. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, like share and subscribe uh higher frequency podcast network. This is the college football extravaganza podcast he 's joey clark I'm Wait. Benson. i 'm robert
0: you didn 't ask me about any last words I was going to okay continue.
1: no that's it that 's all I have Do you have any last
0: words <laughs> yeah jim clacklins stinks.
1: all right all right I just need a i 'm going to sound bite that so you don 't even you don 't even have to make the effort anymore put so, it in the intro yeah so ju- yeah yeah we'll put it in the intro. <laughs> so, so just give me like 10 of your best james blackman stinks right now no just like at some point during this week and i will make something happen
0: just do a remix with the levels behind it we can do whatever <laughs> this, we
1: we will We will do whatever, and if you're watching this and you got some questions, send us us an email or find us on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Right now, everything's under higher frequency. We will be splitting off whenever I have uh, time to manage multiple social media accounts. How about that, fuckers? How about it? We need interns who are dumb and don't want to get paid money.
0: Uh, <laughs> and then we need to interview him in suits.
1: Yeah, yeah, interview him in suits. Interview him in suits, and we'll be smoking a corn cob pipe. And then one you know, of them just let him, just let him tell, like, tell us he's like really good. Like, I finished top of my class, and just go get out.
0: <laughs> we don't get want fuck
1: on. Get the fuck out. You're not. We, you're not doing anything here.
0: We need to ask them how much they want to get paid, and then tell them that's too much. We're gonna pay you nothing.
1: We're going to pay you nothing, and you're going to like it.
0: <laughs> and if someone says that they're willing to work for nothing, we get out. Get out. Know your worth.
1: Yeah, we use child labor here on this podcast. That's the idea. That's the idea. All right. I'll see you next week. We got some real football coming up here soon. Stay tuned. Tune in. Drop out. Do whatever you want. College football season back. Thanks. James Blackman. I hope you don't become a fan of this podcast. (laughs) You're going to get some hate mail from James Blackman. (laughs) All right. My address is...